not only the impact on the business itself, but also beyond, right? It is, we, we have an, um, uh, an obligation, I would almost say, as an organization to also look beyond just what's only good for us, but what's, what's good for the rest of the society, of the environment around us. And as you can imagine, this is not always easy to, to determine, right? Which HR initiatives, which people and culture initiatives have that sort of impact. But uh, this discussion alone with anybody who brings up ideas sparks uh, new ideas and it, and, and it triggers the thinking. And I think that's the important piece, having the debate about this and then making decisions on probably not pure facts. The more facts you have, the better. If you have analytics behind it, even, even perfect. But on the other hand, uh, to me, it's almost more important to have that conversation and then to make a trade-off decision because you can't do it all. So let's focus on the things that have the biggest impact at the fastest. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. For those of you who have been following the work that we have been doing in Hacking HR, we always say that our transformational purpose as a community is to create the best HR that has ever existed, but not just for the sake of having a better HR, but because when we have a better HR, we have better organizations. And when we have better organizations, people are happier, they find more meaning and purpose at work, and therefore they become better citizens of society. So the role of HR really is not just the role of HR. It is the impact it has in creating those better organizations that at the same time have an impact in creating a better world. So it's not a small task or it's not a small thing to think about the importance of our role in HR, in society, in the world, way beyond the boundaries of the company in which we are operating. And we are going to be digging deeper into these ideas and having a conversation about this role of HR with somebody who has been in the space of HR for a long time, leading people, leading culture, uh, both in the healthcare industry, in software, international experience beyond uh, America and you know Europe. So Andreas, I am very happy to welcome you to the show. How are you doing? Doing fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. I am excited about this conversation. Uh, it, it is a it is an area that I am fascinated with and, and very much engaged with because like, I think we both agree that the impact of HR goes way beyond the boundaries of an organization. So let me begin by asking you this. You are leading HR. You are a very busy leader. All stuff coming to you all the time, plus now COVID and who knows what's going to be down the road. How do you divide your attention, your energy, your time into what's urgent today, what's important for the medium long run of the organization and the role that you have as a leader in the world outside of your organization, outside of your, you know, your employees and your company? That's a big question. <laughs> All right. But uh, there, there's multiple layers, I think, in, in that question. And and it's of course about prioritization, um, which activities, which initiatives have the biggest impact. And as you rightfully say, it's not only the impact on the business itself, but also beyond, right? It is, we, we have an, um, uh, an obligation, I would almost say, as an organization to also look beyond just what's only good for us, but what's, what's good for the rest 
of the society, of the environment around us. And as you can imagine, this is not always easy to, to determine, right? Which HR initiatives, which people and culture initiatives have that sort of impact. But uh, this discussion alone with anybody who brings up ideas sparks uh, new ideas and it, and, and it triggers the thinking. And I think that's the important piece, having the debate about this and then making decisions on probably not pure facts. The more facts you have, the better. If you have analytics behind it, even, even perfect. But on the other hand, uh, to me, it's almost more important to have that conversation and then to make a trade-off decision because you can't do it all. So let's focus on the things that have the biggest impact at the fastest, right? Yeah. Let me ask you, what, th there are things that we do in the HR space that just by definition have an impact in the world. And one of the things that I know you talk a lot about is diversity and inclusion. It's, it's a business strategy generally architected and shaped by HR, but the impact that the work uh, that uh, on diversity and inclusion, the impact that that has in the world is, is not only evident, it is dramatic as well. So, so let me ask you, how do we, how can we connect what we do in HR with the impact that that one practice strategy, uh, you know, uh, policy, whatever it is, we have in the world outside of the organization? How can we connect those dots? Yeah, first of all, I, I think um, diversity, inclusion, it's, it's not an HR only topic, right? It is, it is much broader than that also within the corporation. I think it's everybody's leader's job to, to have it not only on the radar, but to have it incorporated in, in, in their daily actions. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's not only focused on something nice to do and come to that later but it's also as you said if you if you if you handle it the right way it is a, a strategic advantage you can have yeah. and handle it you can execute strategies much more smoothly you can actually incorporate it in your strategy and use it in a, in a way that it is that it creates tremendous value yeah. and the the great thing about this is you, you generate tremendous value and you do something Good on the other hand, right? It is. It is. Um, you're. You, you. There's nobody there that will be perfect. Yeah. But just bringing it on the agenda, and and trying, and actionable in, in an actionable way to address it, and to work with the people on what it really means. And here comes the fact now. How does it translate to the broader society? I think you have to start within your company. But what you do doesn't have to stop there. And we, we recently launched a program um, that, that should work on gender equality to some extent, right? We, we found out that we still have a gap there in senior leader positions. And our program doesn't stop at the company borders. Actually, we, we um, almost subsidize if a couple parents uh, share the responsibility of the kid, regardless of both parents being at our company or not. So we automatically reach out and have an impact to other companies. Yeah. And we, we, we ask ourselves, hmm, can we actually do that? And we said, no, no, we, we, we have to do that. Yeah. If you want to make a change, um, that's the only way we, 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 we can do it. We have to do it more collectively. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I, I, and I love that. And you know, we've been chatting about how HR can do a stuff that shapes the world, uh, creates a better world. But let me switch the question here a little bit and now talk about what, what has happened in the world around us that is reshaping the way HR operates, 
the way HR thinks about its own role. And this goes, by the way, way beyond just COVID, which is, you know, evidently, you know, one of the major, uh, you know, disruptive forces in the world right now. But what else is happening out there that is making us think differently in HR? Yeah, I think, as you said, COVID is just one accelerator catalyst that, that brought up some topics which were already there, but in a, in a faster way. Um, yet it is, uh, the, the term is so broad, but it is a transformation we are in. It's the technology that, that comes in that accelerates change. It is also um, from an environmental perspective, the much more conscious effort to do something for the planet as we can't sustain the way we live on earth that way. And it is um, to me also an educational perspective that uh, because the world is so connected and more educated, information flows much faster. Yeah. And that has a huge impact on our working environment. It is, it is if, if you are perfectly informed and you know what you want to do, the labor market shifts. Yeah. And the, the dramatical thing is not only the labor market shifts, but also whole industries shift, as we have seen in some, right? There's, there's some up and rising industries, but there's some that, that have to redefine themselves. Yeah. And that together with the, with the changing um, uh, labor market is, is somewhat the perfect storm, but it's also the perfect opportunity for people in culture and HR colleagues, because that's exactly the complexity we are trained to, to, to maneuver in and to, yeah. to consult on. And that's where I see the, the huge advantage and how people in culture can add value, but it is a complex topic. So it's, it's more complex and more difficult than ever. On the other hand, you have more impact than ever. Yeah. You know, we're talking about two powerful pressures on HR, the pressure of operate in a way that not only creates a better company, but a better world, pressure number one, pressure number two, uh, redefining the way we operate in such a way that we respond to how everything around us is changing. So, you know, this is a quite complicated place to be, right? Where you are shaped by internal and external forces. Now, let me ask you this. What skills, what capabilities do you think we need to embrace, either learn or relearn in HR in order to be effective at operating in, in the midst of these two forces impacting the work that we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure I would agree that we are between those two forces or if we can't use these two forces and combine them and use it for good, right? It, it's also yeah. a question about which perspective do we take um, and, and are we a victim or can we steer that actually? Can we make, it, make use of that? Um, and skill-wise, I, I strongly believe that there is some skills that uh, are definitely needed, uh, which, which people in culture HR had before, and that is the empathy, empathy piece, right? Yeah. The more we, we work from virtual places, the, the less we see each other, the more important it is that you have this empathetic skill, the, the empathy in, in the, the skill set. The question to me is what maybe, what do we need to unlearn as well? Right? Yeah. It's not only about <laughs> what do we learn in the new way, but unlearn as well, in, in a sense of what, what don't we do anymore? What is not value adding? Or yeah. what is actually a leader job? And it's not HR necessarily. And, and that is also something we, we, it's probably harder to unlearn something than to learn something new. Um, and maybe I come to, back to that later, but learning um, the empathy piece, you can't, it's difficult to learn, right? That is something which comes with experience and how you were brought up maybe. 
Um, and that combined with analytical skills. So, and here I'm really talking also, um, yeah, HR, data uh, analytics, predictive analytics. If you can combine those two skills, again, you have a fantastic mechanism to sense where's the organization going? How are employees doing? And of course, then you need some creative people to also come up with, with mechanisms that work for that goal or that solve the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Andreas, you said before, when we were talking about the forces transforming HR, you said, well, it's not just the forces transforming HR, it's how HR can steer uh, you know, the direction in which we could go and shape those forces as well. And uh, I, I do believe in the power of HR. You know, I, I, I don't even have to be sold to the idea that HR has such a transformational power, but it's still in my view is potential power, meaning we haven't gotten to the place where we are actually making it happen. Uh, for many reasons, which we probably won't have the time to explore them all, but if you were to design uh, some sort of uh, learning program, reskilling program, in which you help HR understand their true value in creating that world, in creating that future, what would you include in that program? Oh, uh, that, that would be a cool program, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I think you might want to start small, and yet, but not in an artificial way. So I've been working and, and uh, talking to a lot of, uh, let's say, startup companies, HR tech companies. And I, I see the difference you can make there if you have founders who are open for the power of HR, for the power you can, you can have, the impact you can have when you do that right, right from the beginning. And I think if, if you, we would have to design something, I think that's an important element to learn from scratch, how can you directly have impact? And with a startup company, you see the impact right away uh, in, in terms of, of, of sales or customers or depending on where you are right now. And that, that feeling for, hey, I really make a change. I think that's the starting point. You need to feel it because our work sometimes is not visible. It's not like you have the shovel in the garden and you see what you've done later on. But it, it comes only later in big corporations. And I think that's something, if, if people realize that they're making a real difference to people or to an organization, that has a huge impact. And I think that changes the, the mindset at the beginning. And that's the most important piece. Yeah, absolutely. Andreas, as we're getting closer to the end of our conversation, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about you know, uh, an ideal HR. And I want to you know, continue this, this trend of our conversation and ask you, one last question. When you dream about the, that, that sort of HR that you would like to see most companies having, you know, the, 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 the way it operates, the kind of skills it has, the people it is bringing on board, what does that dreamed HR look like for you? The dream HR. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, yeah, I like to dream. So there is, actually we have just, we just went through a transformation which has some elements of that. And it is, on the one hand, it is a completely networked organization, which means you can tap into any skill you need at the right time. Of course, we are a large corporation, so, so, so we have the luxury to have that skill set and that expertise. But in the past, it was sometimes difficult because, yes, you knew it was somewhere out there, but you, you couldn't find it and you couldn't make use of it, right? So, so this network approach um, is really one element of it, which I think is, 
is key because we have an expert skill set in, in HR, but we need to, to identify it and use it at the right time at the right place. The, the other is, I, I, I still like to have the vision of run HR like a business because we are a business function too. We add tremendous value if you do it right. Yeah. You, you can actually measure that value right now and it has an impact on individuals, which I don't think we should neglect. It's not just about sales and cost and whatsoever. It's also about individuals who you make a difference for and, and to the earlier comment beyond uh, just in the corporation, but in the society. Uh, and, and this understanding requires us to have a strategy, requires us to always reinvent ourselves, to not stop and to co-create, right? And this is for me, the evolving HR organization. I'm not even sure I have a steady picture. Yeah. What for me would be fantastic if we have an organization that continuously evolves without disrupting the status quo at any point in time, right? There's step changes, of course, as we as we're seeing right now but then let's let's evolve and let's adapt and have that have people full of that mindset in such an organization it's probably more important than any structure and any strategy you can have so that's what i'm dreaming about <laughs> I, I i love that dream and um i think i think the conditions are given now are created now for us to be able to bring that dream to reality and and you know the world needs us uh, you know I, that's the way i see it you know i I fully believe in the power of HR and, and I'm hoping that we close the gap between what we can do and where we are today because we're going to be delivering so much value that, um, you know, we're going to be so needed everywhere in the organization. Um, Andreas, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.